Hello. Hello, Brian. How you doing? Is this uh, Zach? Yeah, this is Zach. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Awesome, awesome. So, can you hear me okay? I can hear you perfectly. Am I okay? Yes, perfect, man. Excellent. All right. Excellent. So, tell us, man, what's going on in the world of Diamond Head? <laughs> okay. Uh, I am. Um, we've put managed to get this album out this year in order to celebrate the 40th anniversary of our well of the release of lightning to the nations um that original debut album came out in 1980 and so last year we suggested uh we thought about re-recording it uh for now you know for the modern sound and modern technology and mm -hmm. high gain amps and etc and so uh we made a start and we've managed to get it done uh, this year and finish it off whilst in lockdown. And I'm really, really glad that we did. And we, we took this idea uh, and ran with it because uh, otherwise Diamond Head would have done nothing uh, for the rest of the year. Our last gig was March the 8th when we did some dates in Europe with uh, Saxon and some on our own. But uh, Everything we had booked for the year, festivals and, you know, tours, and we had a cruise booked, and we were going to go to South America for the first time, and it all got cancelled or postponed to 2021. So, uh, if it hadn't been for this album coming out, then uh, we wouldn't be talking right now, and uh, there'd been very little going on, probably, in the world of Diamond Head. Well, that's that's really cool that you guys were uh, able to uh, take this opportunity to to do this, man. I mean, this uh, this record, the re-recording of this this uh, classic album, man, it sounds amazing. I love it, dude. Thank you very much. A, a lot of the work is down to our singer Raz, who who produced it and mixed it, and uh, so he put the time in the work in when we're when we're. Once we'd recorded our, our parts, then he was able to, you know, put it all together. And uh, he has to take a lot of the credit. So uh, I will pass on your uh, thanks. I'll pass on your compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, looking back, uh, you know, I mean, uh, guys, it was 30 years ago when Lightning to the Nations came out. Um, um, 40. What was it? 40 years ago. Oh, 40 years ago. Jesus. It's <laughs> even longer Before than... Before <laughs> <laughs> um, Looking back on that, I mean, uh, did, did you guys have any idea that it would have had the impact that it has had now to no. this day? No, absolutely not. I had no idea. I, I didn't even know um, that you could sort of have a career and... Um, this long kind of thing back in back in 1980 it it appeared to me that a band would have you know a few years in the spotlight and you you know you may have a career that lasted 10 years or something um you know a lot about even a band like led zeppelin only lasted 12 years really uh so I, I had no idea that that we'd be you know 40 years later still talking about diamond Dead, still talking about the debut album that was you know lightning to the nations was recorded and mixed in a week and uh and now you know it's become this 
influential album. It's be, it's become an important album in the the new age of British heavy metal and the the sort of history of metal. And uh, when we recorded it, we we literally had no idea that that. Uh, people would if people would even like it really um and, and <laughs> the weird thing was we couldn't even get a record deal with it so you know nobody was that interested in it uh i think yeah the fans liked it but we couldn't get a record deal and there was no press like there is now with all these metal magazines and and websites etc and and only one paper reviewed the album when it came out in 1980 a paper in the uk called sounds that's the only review i ever saw wow wow crazy well, times have changed yeah yeah definitely <laughs> um speaking of influential uh you know uh well i i am like a lot of people i didn't even hear about you guys until uh i got into metallica and you sure. know the, the cover of am i evil and then you know, i was reading the the credits in the in the uh album and uh, i saw diamond head i'm like what is what is this diamond head you know i had to check it out um yeah. well how, how did that uh how did you guys feel when you first heard about that or how did you first hear about that and and uh what did you think of it the Metallica cover, you mean? Yeah. Um, I, I think we first heard about it probably in 84. Then, uh, obviously, Lars was a friend by this point, and he'd, he'd been over, uh, and he'd written a, a letter to me, and he said he'd got this band called Metallica, etc. And then he got in touch and said he want, they wanted to cover the... Uh, uh, am I evil? And could I send over the lyrics? So I got the lyrics and I faxed them over to uh, Lars, who'd by now probably be living in San Francisco. And uh, and then he sent a copy of the uh, the Creeping Death 12-inch single to me. Uh, it, it was on Music for Nations. And Metallica, the first band ever to cover a Diamond Head song. So I was very flattered. Uh, but I didn't have a clue of of the long term what this actually meant to diamond head and and to my you know to my finances and and to the the potential um that, that was coming down the pipeline you know uh and and that they would eventually cover four diamond head songs uh -huh. so i had no idea I, I just thought it was really uh flattering and i was very impressed that 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 covered it and I'd gone to the trouble of working out the uh, the solo and the, the words and it's getting it as, as good as possible and uh, it's a very powerful you know as you know Metallica are a very powerful band so they kind of made it more powerful and toughened it up a little bit yeah I, well I, I, I love their version but I mean when I heard the original I was blown away man I just I couldn't believe that something like this had flown under my radar that I didn't know about it you know it was, <laughs> well it was very um, underground you know as I say we couldn't get a record deal and uh, we ended up pressing a thousand copies ourselves on vinyl and then an, a second pressing of a thousand uh, and it didn't really come out on CD until um, the mid 80s and by then the band had sort of fell apart and we were only on a, a little uh, independent label i think i think eventually metal blade picked it up in the u.s but it was it, over here it came out on, on like a weird label called metal masters or something that i've i don't know what's happened to them i think they went bust 
but it, it, it didn't have any push you know there was no promotion behind it or I, I wasn't doing interviews with people like yourself you know like I'm doing now oh yeah man yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I'm, I'm sure somebody's probably selling some of those original copies on Discogs for some unreal yeah. price, you know? Like at least £100. <laughs> I, I've got about three copies stashed away <laughs> for, for my old age. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, uh, so, so going back, uh, like, uh, what, was, what were some of the influences that got you into playing music that got you started? Uh, okay, so... I was lucky enough to have an older brother who's six years older than me and he had a good taste in music and so he would bring albums home and he bought he would buy Black Sabbath and Zeppelin uh, and then I, I got into Richie Blackmore uh, after listening to Deep Purple probably in rock and then I bought Machine Head Machine Head was no Led Zeppelin 2 was the first album I ever bought and, and Machine Head was the second album i ever bought so i i got off to a good start there uh and then i as bands came through the midlands um in the here in the uk i would uh, often go and see bands i saw sabbath i saw judas priest uh, ufo uh, acdc van halen uh, rush etc and so you know I, i'm just this huge music fan a teenage you know kid who's growing up wanting to uh, maybe learn to play the guitar uh, wanting to be in a band and soaking up all this uh, all these fantastic 70s bands that were about uh, and and kind of wanting to do something along the along the same lines hell yeah uh, the name diamond head how did you guys come up with that i came up with that um, i just purely uh, stole it from um, I, I had a poster. Uh, there was a record shop in, in the town where I live, Stourbridge, and they had they used to throw out the old posters and they'd put them in the box by the window sometimes, and people could help themselves to the promotional posters, you know. So anyway, this album had come out in 1975 called Diamond Head by Phil Manzanero, who was a guitarist in Roxy Music, and I had this poster. It was a big train on the cover. And I cut the name out and stuck it on the wall. And at the time, there was just myself and the drummer, Duncan Scott. And uh, it was a bedroom band, you know, myself and, and Duncan on the biscuit tins. And uh, But we, we came up with that name, or I came, I suggested Diamond Head would be a good name for the band, and Duncan agreed. And, and that was it. Uh, I just stuck with that. After, you know, after a few trial and errors, uh, eventually I thought yeah diamond it's a good name let's 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 do that it was a very innocent uh, time and uh, uh, i'm glad we did i think it's a, a really good name <laughs> <laughs> um now on on lightning to the nations 2020 i uh noticed you do some covers on this record too and uh one that caught my my eye immediately was your cover of metallica's no remorse mm -hmm. um as soon as i played that on the radio show everybody just lost their minds they were like wow this is amazing and i was like <laughs> i know man um right. uh, right. has uh i'm sure metallica's heard it by now ha have they uh, given you any feedback on that well i know lars has heard it i uh i sent lars a file about two months ago and he, he 
he sent me a text and he said he was really honored that diamond Ed had covered a metallica song and he said so it comes full circle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah he really loved it and he's a big fan of, of our singer raz because of course raz is danish and he's danish and there uh, so he was intrigued to know where where he lived and you know how come he's in the band and where how did they find him and things like that uh but yes um uh lars really liked it and uh um yeah i don't know about the other guys yet i've uh, you know i've sent over a copy of the album but i haven't had any feedback yet from anybody else in the band but uh i, I think we've done a good job i think we've done a uh uh, a respectful version uh, of their you know 1983 classic <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um now as far as uh for for all the gearheads out there i know they want they probably want to know uh like what kind of equipment you guys were using on the recording of this how did you get the the guitar sounds and stuff that that are on okay. this record okay well it, this was done in a different way to what we normally do uh, because of lockdown uh, so what how we did this one is we recorded the drums first pr before lockdown of course we got the drums down oh Carl lives in France our drummer and then Raz produced it as I say uh, he's got his home studio in his in his flat in London uh, I went down and recorded the guitars uh, to uh, over a weekend and I would just all we would do is record the DI we'd capture the DI uh, and I'd just uh, monitor with his Axe Effects 2 uh, but fully intended to replace the guitars then Abs did the same the other guitar player and then as we went into the lockdown we realised oh we're not going to be able to go to a studio and reamp everything that was the plan you know to uh, the studio ran by us where we could have use the DIs once everything had been edited we could uh, reamp everything so my I've got a nice Cornford amp which is what I used on the last album uh, but all that went out the window so Raz said well I I'll I'll do it all here and he's got this uh, uh, little amp called a, a driftwood mini nightmare and he used that with uh, his box of doom which is like an isolation uh, cab it's it's like a a speaker in the flight case and you mic it up and um, so all the guitars were re-amped that way and the bass and um, and then Raz was just left to do vocals and mix the album all at home and uh, we had this deadline that we had to in order to get it out this year we, we have to have it ready by the end of July so that became our goal and uh, fortunately we got it we got it all done in time you know under lockdown and and we're able to get the album out this year and able to you know uh, what's the word to celebrate the 40th anniversary of, of of the release of you know the original album and now this album for 2020 wow well it sounds amazing man we really love it thank you uh now, looking back, uh, going back to 1980 when you guys were starting, you know, and obviously that's uh, now looked at as the new wave of British heavy metal. Um, back then, did you guys realize like what was going on as far as that scene, or, or was it talked about, or was it is it is that more of something that was just uh, came about later on down the road? 
uh, yeah, it um, it surprised us. Uh, so, you know, the band Diamond Head was formed in 1976, and we weren't really aware of all the other bands. We didn't know there was a band in Barnsley called Saxon, and there was a band in Wakefield called Vardis. We just knew about our little town, you know, Stourbridge, mm-hmm. and then, then probably a couple of bands around the Midlands, Birmingham, had a band called Cryer, and there was a band called Quartz, etc. But once Sounds uh, made this huge feature, uh, in 1979 of this thing called The New Wave of British Heavy Metal and they featured Angel Witch and Samson and Def Leppard uh, and we just thought wow, this is perfect timing for us, we're the right <laughs> age we're playing the right kind of music we look right, we've got all these songs let's go so we'd made a demo tape in uh, a possibly early 1979 and we sent it down to Jeff Barton at, at Sounds, and he put it in his playlist. Uh, so that was very exciting. And then we would get on like local radio, and uh, we even had a little slot on a local TV channel where that where we played two songs, and uh, that's still available on on YouTube. Uh, we did uh, Helpless and Streets of Gold. But yeah, once once the new wave of British heavy metal sort of put everybody under the same umbrella uh, and we realised there's all these other bands around the country doing something similar but but uniquely all sounding different Uh, it it was an exciting time and of course I and many others want to go and then see these bands that are being featured you know and we would get uh, dates all over the UK on the back of the exposure that we would get in this uh, in sounds and and uh, through the new wave of British heavy metal, it just became you know a cool thing, and uh, everybody was talking about it. And and you, you'd then reel off the bands you'd like, and you'd be looking for to buy singles and and anything that was was uh, available. Wow, that's awesome. Now, and uh, speaking of the new wave of British heavy metal, now uh, currently there's there's a new. Uh, there's a new genre, I guess you could call it, called the new wave of traditional heavy metal, where you have all these <laughs> <laughs> you have all these bands coming out now that are that are um, uh, they're uh, bringing bringing out that sound that you guys were all a part of back then, you know, and they're they're bringing it back. Uh, are you aware of that? Uh, not really. I've not even heard that term, the new wave of traditional. Uh, heavy metal i've not really heard that term um i I mean i I do occasionally come across a band who sound very you know retro uh you know 70s uh and i i i don't mind but i think it's slightly weird i I, when diamond had started i I don't think we were looking back i think yes we've been influenced by the 70s bands Mm -hmm. but I wanted to go forward. I, I, you know, I wasn't interested in the blues and rock and roll or anything that had gone before. I was interested in doing something very new and 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 uh, you know, exciting and move move rock forward if if possible. You know, not just take from it, but give something back. And uh, and I think we, you know, Diamond had probably cherry picked from from lots of bands and and. Uh, and used little bits of this and that and, and sort of came up with our own style and our own sound by by just being you know huge music fans and um and, and trying to move forward you know trying not to just repeat what had been done but actually progress yeah 
Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, right now, it definitely seems like a lot of people are looking back, you know, back to the to the, to the the history, and uh, as far as your sound, I, I hear it all the time when I'm listening to uh, newer bands, I hear that, that Diamond Head sound in it, and I'm like, yeah, they've got to be influenced by them, for sure. <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting, yeah, it's good, it's good that we can still be influential, uh, better than being ignored, isn't it, yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of uh, move, moving forward, what what kind of plans do you guys have uh, for the future, if you have any? I mean, I know it's kind of crazy right now with the pandemic and everything, but... Uh, it is crazy, crazy right now. Uh, it's in April. We're out in the UK. We're, we're playing April. Um, we're playing all over the UK, and Scotland and Wales. We're playing up to the end of May. We've got um, three dates with Saxon in the UK, three big dates the London, Apollo, Glasgow, Barrowlands, and Manchester 02. Um, and then beyond that, we've got festivals that, have, that were cancelled this year, like Bloodstock, for example, and, and then they've just been bumped forward to 2021. So all that will happen throughout the summer. Uh, and and that's, that's the main thing at the moment. I've been writing songs whilst in lockdown, uh, whilst I couldn't, you know, meet up with the guys, we're all, you know, sort of forbidden to get together, aren't we, at the moment? A lot of bands just can't even re rehearse or write together or anything. Uh, it's a real shame. But I've got a little home studio, so I thought the most constructive thing I can do is, is just knuckle down and try and write some new songs. And I've been doing that since March. So I've got a lot of good material that will come out when we can when we can actually work on it you know when we can get together and you know sometime next year we can we can make a start uh, and start working on vocals and arrangements but uh, it, it may not come out till 2022 at this rate uh, who knows yeah yeah who i mean uh, speaking of the pandemic uh, how how have you guys been affected uh, and what what is it like there in your area it's horrible. Uh, I can't see friends. I can't go to the pub. We can't go to restaurants. Uh, you're very, very limited to what you can do. Um, uh, so uh, it, it's frustrating. It really is. I'm constantly trying to find things to do. I have been for months. Um, so, you know, you do the normal things like you do the garden and you do a bit of decorating and things. Uh, but mainly, you know, I, I've still got music, thankfully, so I can I can practice the guitar. I can I can try and write songs. I can make demos. Um, uh, that's and that's I can't do much beyond that. <laughs> so so fans can definitely look forward to a new Diamond Head record at some point in the next yes. couple of years. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I definitely we're definitely going to do another record. It's just case case of uh, pandemic permitting awesome uh another question uh what, what kind of uh what kind of bands uh music do you listen to now i'm still a bit of a 70s guy uh, i still listen to old bands you know um i think when you when you're a teenager the influences that that get, move you you know that excite you stay with you once i got into rock uh it, it, it's never left me so i've been listening to rock bands for 
45 years at least and i still enjoy it i still you know zeppelin is still my favorite band and i'll still listen to acdc or you know deep purple or you know all these classic 70s bands i mean i i, I like some new bands you know bands have come up over the years that I've, I've got into like for example rage against the machine or muse or or faith no more or as they appear you know nirvana i i, I can often get into a new band uh these days uh i i, I like it's a band from the uk called the amazons um I quite like Idols, uh, Hailstorm. Uh, it's, a, it's some bands that, that, you know, get on the radar and I think, oh, there's something there, you know. Or it, it's very often that I like, I like a singer, you know. I'm always, uh, I've got my ear open for a good singer. I know a good singer when I hear one. Awesome. All right, well, Brian, I'm about out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to let your fans know? Uh, just... Um, just uh, hope hope people get a chance to listen to the new version of uh, Lightning to the Nations and uh, and hope they enjoy the covers that were you know bands and songs that I've really loved over the years and uh, the opportunity to record them with this lineup um, w was very special to me and uh, I think they sound great I think Raz is a fantastic singer and and he uh, has done them proud. Uh, so it'll it'll just be fabulous to be back on the road to be able to play you know not only our songs but maybe do a couple of the covers and uh just get you know get back to enjoying what we all love doing awesome all right well before i let you go can i get you to make us a station tag absolutely all right whenever you're ready say something like this is brian from diamond head and you're listening to metal devastation radio Okay. Hello, this is Brian from Diamond Head, and you're listening to Metal Devastation Radio. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to me, uh, Brian, and uh, it was really a pre pleasure, man. You're welcome, Zach. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll look forward to hearing a new record uh, at some point soon in the future, and we'll keep cranking this one up for you, okay? Okay, that sounds great to me. I can't wait to uh, to do a new one as well. All right. Cheers, man. Thank you. Bye. There you have it, folks. Diamond Head on the Zach Moonshine Show with Metal Devastation Motherfucking Radio.